Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. And what I'm going to talk about is creating a new marriage. I'm going to get to the meat because you're all like, what is he going to talk about this shit? I'm going to get to the, the specifics of creating a new marriage right now. But I wanted to like set the framework, set the tone so you guys understand where we're coming from. The fact is, is you can create a new marriage with your current wife or you can create a new marriage with a future wife. It's totally up to you. In my, my uh, situation, I ended up choosing a new wife because I chose divorce. I went down that route. So. Here's what a new marriage looks like. I'm going to give you kind of three different things to look at. Number one, both of you, both partners must own their shit. They must take accountability for how they've hurt each other and caused the failure of their marriage. Now, again, this goes for any marriage period if you want a new marriage. You have to have this place. And this is a constant thing. I do this with my wife all the time. I do this with, with like our, my current wife is like, how have I hurt you? How have I offended you? What do I need to own? Because then that ownership comes freedom. Guys, when you've owned your shit with your wife, like literally where you've taken radical accountability, it changes everything because now I'm free to love her and she's free to receive love from me. Even if she doesn't forgive me, I can still love her from a place of freedom of knowing that I've taken accountability for where I showed up, where I failed, how I mistreated her or whatever it was that I did. It's not all, it's not all big stuff. Some of you were like, well, I never cheated. I never, I never beat her. I never did this. Yeah, but you neglected her. This morning, I'm sitting at Starbucks and watching this couple. Uh, I was getting my coffee and I was getting ready for this meeting. And I just, there, out of the corner of my eye, this, this couple was there with a the child. And the guy was, I don't know, he, he was dressed up, looked like he was getting ready for work. And she was making some comments. And it was clear that she had a problem with some of what he was saying and or doing and how he was responding. And he basically just like dismissed her. Guys, when you dismiss a woman, it hurts her heart. When you don't acknowledge how a woman feels, you've created what's called an emotional disconnect. And where women thrive in marriage is not through physical intimacy, but through emotional connection. That's why most women start affairs emotionally, not physically. Because they're wired emotionally. If your wife started a physical affair before she started emotion, more than likely she was sexually abused as a child. Now you've got more baggage to bring into the table. The fact is, is women are looking for emotional connection. And you have to be able to bring that to the table. Oh, gosh, Mark, I don't know how to do that. That's why we're here. So I've got a podcast with over a hundred episodes that talk about emotional connection. So I have a five day challenge that you guys can all and should all jump into. So I have our thrive community program that you all should jump into, right? That's why we have these things. So the first thing is you have to own your shit. Both of you, 
both you and your wife have to be able to do this. Take accountability for how you've hurt each other and cause the failure of the marriage. There's no way forward. Some of you are like, okay, my wife's kind of coming back. She wants to come be, you know, live with me again, or, or, or she's asking me to come back to the house. Look, I'm telling you right now, most of the time it's false positives. I have a training on that in our podcast called uh, um, what, when a woman wants to come back to the marriage, like I can't remember what the actual name is earlier on is uh, season one of the, of the podcast. Go watch it. Listen to it. I talk about what to look for in uh, when a wife wants to come back to the marriage. And a lot of times it's false positives. So that's number one. Number two, as a man, you must cast a vision for what your future marriage will look like. Guys, this is fucking huge. So many of you are like this. This is your grid. You're like, okay, she wants to come back or, or even better. This is my favorite one. Yeah. So uh, my wife and I were talking about the kids the other night. She came over and, you know, we were, we just uh, had dinner a little bit as a family and uh, kids went to bed and, you know, we're sitting on the couch and next thing you know, we started making out and then we fucked and uh, it was amazing. And she stayed the night. So uh, I think we're good now. I think, think things are, I think things are better now. And I, honestly think uh everything's gonna be cool like you know and and then like a week goes by and like yeah man we're having sex like every night and like it's pretty cool meanwhile you don't realize she's still talking to the other guy that she's fucking on the side or you don't realize that this was all because she was lonely and then suddenly the issues start popping back up again this is what happens when you don't take accountability when she's not ready to come back to the marriage she hasn't taken accountability for her wrongs and this is the thing is there's no vision. You have to have a vision for where this marriage is going. If we're going to come back together, honey, this is my plan. This is what I want us to look like. There's a lot of you that have been through in the five day challenge. We do this thing called the vision 360 exercise. And that's one of these things where we look at is where in the next 90 days, where certain aspects of your life are going to be. I highly recommend that exercise because in that exercise, you're going to lay out and cast a vision or plan for the next 90 days. We're going to be financially, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera, physically, because a lot of you are just living a, re a, a re reactive life. Like none of you, not none, excuse me. I shouldn't say none, but most men do not plan their life. They're reactive. What they do is they plan their business. They plan their financial goals. They plan their, 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 their future things like that but they do not plan their life. They are reactive. They're living on the whim of their job. They're living on the whim of their business or whatever, but no real accountability or, or action when it comes to planning their vision. So what, what does that look like? How do you cast a vision for your marriage? It's called creating an adventure that she would want to join. I talk a lot about this and some of my other things. And that adventure is something that she would want to be a part of because women don't want to be the adventure. They want to be a part of the adventure. That's, that's why these guys who are like so clingy and like, oh, you're, you're just amazing. And I just, I just adore you. And I just love you. And, oh, and they make her the adventure. The woman's like, at first it's like, oh, it's a great ego trip. But after a while, it becomes a drug. And she either needs that. And if she doesn't get a big hit from you, she's getting it from somewhere else. Because she's unhealthy. So any woman that responds to a lot of affirmation, like a lot of affirmation all the time, she's got internal work to do. You have to recognize this, guys, because a lot of you are just completely like deer in the headlights right now. Like, holy shit, I never saw any of this coming. 
it's not all about information. It's about transformation. The information, again, gives you pride, gives you, gives you knowledge, which puffs you up, says, oh, I know what Mark's talking about. I've already heard this before. Yeah, but why aren't you living it? There has to come a transformation. That's why you've heard me say, don't just read the book, become the book. Don't just read, don't just listen to what I'm saying, become what I'm saying. Okay, here's the third and final piece of this. Your wife has to choose to latch onto this vision and submit to your leadership. Your wife has to choose to latch onto this vision and submit to your leadership. Don't be this guy who's like, yeah, I'm in this empowered man group and we talk about our wives and uh, I've been learning a lot of stuff about women and how, you know, I should be listening to you more and all this. And she'd be like, you're so obnoxious, dude. Why are you telling me this? She doesn't want to know now. She's been asking you to do that for years. Like, oh, now you're changing. Oh, now you want to go get help. Oh, now you want to look into this. That's why they don't want to go to therapy. That's why I don't want to do a marriage counseling. Because they're like, dude, I've been asking you this for years. Where have you been? Where have you been? Right? So as I said, this third piece is your wife has to choose to latch onto the vision and submit to your leadership. Your leadership is everything. If you're not leading, you're failing. If you're not leading, you're failing. Even strong-willed women, there are strong-willed women, there are alpha-type women, they still crave leadership. They want to know that they can be secure in your arms. They want to know that they can be secure in your word. Because your word is leadership. Your word is who you are. And so how can a woman follow you? How can a woman want to create a new marriage with you if you don't even do what you say? This is why you hear me harping so much on integrity and accountability, especially in Thrive. That's why if you get on a call with any of my guys, you're going to be called out. Not because we want to shame you. We don't get our rocks off on, on telling people they're bad and they're bad husbands or any of this shit. We don't, trust me, in our, in our enrollment advisor meetings, we're sitting around talking about, man, what a great transformation this guy just had. I was talking to him and he didn't understand this thing. And then I shared this thing and he was just like, whoa, there it is. That's what we talk about. Because commitment from you is everything. This is why we make it hard to get into Thrive. Like not every one of you is, is like, we wouldn't accept you. <laughs> Even if you've got a credit card in hand, you're like, dude, I don't, I don't know if you're ready because what we do is hard. It's not for every man. Unfortunately, I wish it was. Like, I think every man needs to go through it, but not every man's ready for it. And if I give you the tools and you're not ready, it's dangerous. That's why I created my five-day challenge so that guys could self-identify and go, I think I'm ready for the next level. And the five-day challenge being like a stupid small investment, it's like, why not start there, right? But here's the thing is as leaders, you have to have integrity. You have to be full of integrity. You have to be a kind of the kind of man where a woman wants to follow you. So if you look at, let's, let's go back to this creating a new marriage thing. When you, when you look at creating a new marriage, if you are both taking accountability, both of you, you can't create a new marriage if she's not creating, if she's not accountable, you can't, it's impossible guys. I'm sorry. You're just a husband in a wifeless marriage until she decides to come back to the marriage and coming back to the marriage looks like her also taking accountability 
for what she's done, how she's responded, how she's acted, while you lead in how you do that. Here's what that looks like. Practically speaking, it's you coming forward with, hey, here are the areas I need to own. Here are the areas in our marriage that I failed. And these are the things I'm doing to fix it. And let it be. Like lead by example. You don't have to go, so now tell me, where do you need to change? Because that's where the pride starts to come in. That's where the arrogance starts to come in. Because you're like, well, I'm changing. What about you? You're not changing. I don't see you making the same moves I'm making. Right? See, that's not leadership. That's arrogance. As much as we want that, that's where you as a man, again, you have to separate yourself in a sense. And, and, and look at it as two different things. Like, okay, I'm a man in a marriage, but I'm still interdependent. I'm still my own human being. While you may belong to her, and I, and I know a lot of faith guys will talk about this from the aspect of I belong to her and she belongs to me and, and we're in this covenant marriage together. Totally agree with that. But there is an interdependence that comes with that. And that is that you still have to be an individual person. That's where codependency becomes an issue. If you can't separate from her and look at your own personhood aside from her, this comes to decision-making. Like guys who are like, can't even make a decision without talking to their wife. Like what the fuck, bro? You don't know how to make a decision for yourself. You got to go ask mommy for permission. What the hell? Now I get respecting her and letting her know, Hey, this is something I'm going to do, but that takes balls. That takes leadership. Honey, I know that I've failed in the past and taking leadership in this area, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to invest in myself or I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to do this thing. I'm completely committed to this process. And I'm going to make these changes necessary because I know if I don't, regardless if our marriage is saved, I need to be a better man. We have guys all the time that want to join our Thrive program and they like need to get permission. I'm like, why do you need to get permission? Oh, it's because you've made bad decisions in the past and your wife doesn't trust you. Versus support of saying, hey, I'm going to make this investment decision. I would like your support in what I'm doing. And if you can't, that's cool too. I'm okay with that. And not being afraid of guys that go, if I join your program, she might file for divorce. Bro, if you're that scared of her filing for divorce, she's already divorced you. She's just waiting because she doesn't have the guts to go down and file. She's just looking for things for you to do so that she'll go and file. Who the fuck wants to live like that? Is that an empowered life or a disempowered life? And the fact is, is most men live a disempowered life. We don't live empowered. We don't come to the table with leadership. We come to the table as pussies. We come to the tables as groveling little bitches. That's the honest truth, guys. I'm not saying this to condemn anyone or shame anyone at all. I'm saying this because this is the reality of where you live right now. But it's up to you. It's your decision whether or not you want to get out of this and move to the next place. So if you've seen some of my ads, I say this thing, no one's coming to save you, man. Like, look, I'm, I'm a praying guy. I'll pray, I'll pray all day for you. But at the end of the day, even he's not coming to save you in the physical sense. Like, you have to get your ass up. You have to get up and do something or you will die where you sit. You have to make a change. And even if you're not ready for like a huge change and a, like a massive transformation, baby steps. Some of you, a baby step was signing up to come into my Facebook group. Some of you, a huge step was coming to this Facebook or this live and just being here. 
And you were like, I don't know. What if they call on me? What if they say something to me? I don't know. And then others of you were like, ah, chomping at the bit, man, I need what's next. What's next? For most of you, it's our five-day challenge. Our five-day challenge is the easiest way to get to really know us at a ground level. It's five days, not just of content, but of actual action things you can do because I'm calling you out in each day. I'm giving you a different exercise. Two things. One is a practical step. One is a question or two, et cetera, that you have to do. But practical things that you do, it's going to get some clarity in your head. It's going to help you actually like create a little bit of a vision to move forward. And like, you're going to be at the end of those five days. And you're going to have a little bit of like, okay, I'm not where I was five days ago. I've got clarity. I've got some like oomph now. And I can maybe do what Mark said. I'm going to do these things. And you go and do it, dude. Because like, that's what we want. I don't care if you just do my five-day challenge and you fucking go to the mountaintop. Bro, go for it. Not every, again, not every man is meant to go into Thrive. But if anything, I want you to join our five-day challenge. It's 27 bucks for five days. If you want some bonuses, I've got some bonuses in there. You can grab them if you want. If not, it's cool too. 100% refund, whatever. Because at the end of the day, we want you guys to, we want you to be successful. If you don't like it, ask for your money back. We'll give your money back. It rarely happens. I think our refund rate is like, less than a percent because guys get so much value to the five days. But guys, creating a new marriage is about this. Both being accountable, you creating a vision and your wife latching onto that vision. That's the simplest way to look at it. You both being accountable, you creating a vision, she latches onto that. It's that simple. And if, if your wife is unable to do those things, your current wife, then you're going to have to wait. You either wait till she wants out or you move on. I had to make that hard decision. I remember sitting in my attorney's office many years ago and crying my eyes out and saying, I've got to do this. And divorcing my wife was one of the hardest things I did. But I can tell you right now, that was one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that with any. I say that with all humility, guys. I was, I'm one of the fortunate people. I was able to move on. I was able to be remarried. And I've got an incredible partner, an incredible wife who loves and adores me the way I deserve to be treated. I'm able to love her in a healthy way. We have seven kids combined. I never thought I'd have seven kids. I have four, she had three, and together we have seven. We have a fucking pack. We almost have like a full baseball team. And it's amazing. It's hard, but it's amazing. And it's fruitful. 10 years ago, five years ago, you could have never told me I'd be, this would be my, my situation, my life. But this is what I've chosen. And it's amazing. You know why it's amazing? Not because I met someone else. What's amazing is because I got my power back. Because I made a choice for Mark. Because Mark was a little bitch. Mark allowed himself to get walked all over for years. I remember going to my, my, my now 17-year-old daughter years ago, and I said, honey, I said, what is it you see in my marriage? Because I was just confused. I'm like, what do you see about mommy and daddy? She said, honestly, I see mom walk all over you all the time. Bro, that hit me hard. When your daughter looks you in the eye and says, mom walks all over you all the time, what does that say to her? as a daughter of a father who allows 
his wife to walk all over him. What am I teaching that little girl about what it means to be a man and to be a father and to be a husband to her? The way you're showing up right now, guys, you can either, you can either continue to live in the same shit and muck and mire you've been living in, or you can start to take fucking radical accountability and make some sort of change. I don't care where you do it. I don't care what you do, but fucking do something today. Don't, don't just hear the information and let it slide off and go, well, you know, it was great information and, and I've got all this knowledge and now I can go back to my wife and use it against her and, and, and all, and take the parts from Mark's, you know, teaching about wives and women and use it against her. Don't be that guy. Be the guy who says, you know what? I'm going to embrace humility and I'm going to change not for her but for me, not even for your kids, guys, you know, you're in an airplane, right? And what would, what, what, you know, most of you don't even listen anymore. I was on an airplane yesterday. And I did not listen to anything they said, but you, we all know the drill. They get up there and they show you how to fasten the seatbelts. And what's the thing they talk about with the oxygen, right? They said, the oxygen mask going to come down. You put it over your head. They say, if you're traveling with a child, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on the child. Why? Because you can't help a child if you're dead or you're choking on the smoke or fumes in the, in the cockpit, right? You can't help your children right now because none of you are healthy. You can't help them when you're choking on the fumes of toxicity that you're living in right now until your shit is dealt with. It's impossible. You're a shell of a man until you become a man until you get empowered again. And some of you have never felt empowered ever. Some of you like to pretend like you've been empowered, but you haven't lived free. Most of you can't talk direct to people without being an asshole. Or you're a people pleaser, a schmoozer, as we like to call it here. And you don't know how to be direct with anyone. So you try to make everyone feel good. You don't know how to say no to anyone. So you tell them the story you think that they want to hear because you're too afraid to hurt other people. That's a disempowered life, guys. That was me. I was the schmoozer. I was afraid to, to live in this truth, in this power, because the power is not about lording it over anyone. It's about feeling empowered inside again so that I don't have to be a victim anymore. Guys, I wish we had more time. I could go on. But um, we got our five-day challenge. I really think that as many of you as possible should join that ASAP. Get in there. It goes, it's evergreen. So that means you join today, you start today. This Thanksgiving is coming up. Some of you are going to be alone for the first time. Some of you are going to have some deep, dark moments, and you need to be in a community of other men. Some of you just need to like fucking get in a thrive right now. Because I know you've been on the cusp of it for a while. Or you've already had a conversation with our team and you've just been scared. Is this a scam? Is this a this? Yeah, we're a fucking scam. Yeah. So we've been here for three plus years or whatever. 500 plus guys have gone through it. Yeah, we're a fucking scam. No, we're not a scam. We're here for you guys. Regardless of what you might think, I want every man to feel freedom. I want every man to feel and hear what I feel every day. I love my life. I couldn't say that years ago, guys. I wake up every day and I'm like, I fucking love my life. 
How many of you can say that about yourself right now? I love my life. I love the wife I have. I love the kids I have. And, and guys, it's not like I don't have problems. I just had my tonsils removed two weeks ago. I have fucking problems. <laughs> that was some deep fucking pain. Problems are going to be there, but how you show up in the midst of them. I'm going to leave you this one last thought. For those of you on the fence about investing in yourself, those of you who just can't like be honest with yourself, um, any of this shit, the disempowered stuff you're living right now, right? Ask yourself this question. Is this how I showed up in my marriage? How I'm thinking, maybe you're judging me, maybe you're judging our stuff, whatever. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. But me not taking action, is that how I showed up in my marriage? Me just learning something, but not actually doing something, is that how I showed up in my marriage? Or did I show my wife, I am a man of fucking action. I'm a man of action. That's what an empowered man is. An empowered man is a man who's got his kingdom back. He's rebuilding the walls. He's thrown out the trash. And he's discovered this is how this kingdom is going to work and how this kingdom is going to live. And he calls for his, his queen to come back to the kingdom. That's what she wants to do. She wants to come back to a kingdom that you've rebuilt and that you've shown her the vision and she has something worth coming back to. Are you that guy right now? Are you building that kingdom right now? Because if you're not, you need to fucking do something. You got plenty of options. If you're not sure about us, do, do the 5D challenge. If you're like, fuck, I'm all in, join Thrive. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all I got for you today. I'll see you. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.